0: I I would prefer that you didn't call me Miller. Why? I don't like the last name thing. It's just Ellie. 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 Yeah. No.
1: Welcome to Bossy Britches. You're with Lisa Shenker and Julia Dumay, and this week we are talking about Grace Point, the new series on Fox that is adapted directly from the UK television series Broadchurch. And then we're also going to talk about uh, adaptations in pop culture uh, from a couple of different perspectives, what we like, what we don't like, with some recommendations. And uh so that's what we're going to talk about. What a great introduction. All right. Got the job done. <laughs> All right. So Grace Point just premiered uh last week as we're recording this and it is available uh, the pilot is available to watch on Hulu and on fox.com and probably on your cable subscriber as well on demand uh Jules what did you think of it I well like we we're saying I well I enjoyed it it was I'm not generally that
0: into murder shows and mysteries mm-hmm. um and I think you know we were talking a couple weeks ago how I'm just over people being murdered to give white guys angst um and this admittedly there's a lot of focus on his mother's angst and the angst of the people around who are not white guys but i it's the same sort of genre of brutal murder that i'm really not interested in i'm like uh i it's not even really any moral objection um it just it bores me at this point but it was nicely done i thought um although less so after watching it right on the heels of the original so uh, yeah it's not the kind of thing i would probably have chosen to watch actually if we had not decided to talk about it but for what it was i enjoyed it enough well enough okay my rousing endorsement
1: there yeah it was all right yeah Oh, yeah, um, I had seen the original, and I watch a lot more um, murder shows than you do, a lot of um, procedurals. Um, I'm mm-hmm. kind of trying to cut those out of my life now, <laughs> though, because it seems like it's just the same show over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, how many new places can you take that? Yeah. And what I liked about the original Broadchurch was it did take it in a new place. I don't know if you ever watched The Killing. I know uh, we have a friend, Lindsay, who mm. sort of binged the whole thing recently. Yeah, I did not. Um, I watched the first season of it because the way that it was framed in the advertising was um, that it was going to be more of an exploration of what this girl's death means to her family. Mm. Um, sort of like in the community would be more um, of the focus than the procedural. Mm. So less detective, more sort yeah. of sociology of grief. Um, and then it turned out that wasn't really Aww. the case. Aww. um so when Broadchurch came about and I think I watched it on, I think I watched it on BBC America. I don't think I got it through methods as extra hot great would say. (laughs) Um, And I watched it on strength of recommendations that it was what we had been looking for in the killing, that it was more about, Hmm. you know, what this boy's death does Hmm. to the community around him. And also, you know, what it was that, that took the boy to the point of his death. So it was much less about the cops solving a mystery than it was about you know how do you go on after Mm. the death of a child how do you go on with the revelations that that come about in your community because of that in your family in your personal relationship it is very
0: yeah it's very focused on the victim
1: right yeah and that was you know um we talked about it previously and you just said you know i'm tired of a victim being a catalyst for some dude's journey it's Mm. just like how many times do you tune in and there's a central murder and you learn nothing about the victim except what advances the platform? Yeah. If the victim yeah. isn't even a character. Yeah. They're just a prop. Um so it was really really interesting to watch Broadchurch and see that that the boy wasn't, that the boy actually was a character, that he had a life that wasn't just um, you know, dropping another clue in front of the detectives yeah. as they went along. So well, I, I'm hopeful that the American remake is going to um, keep most of that, although I have seen, there was a review in The Guardian, uh, I think this week, and they have seen all of the Fox series, I believe. Hmm. Um, so it's 10 episodes okay. over the next couple of weeks. That was going to be
0: my next question. How long yeah, is it going to be?
1: Yeah, 10 episodes versus the originals, 8, I think. Hmm. And they said that at the first, as we saw, the pilot is virtually shot for shot mm-hmm. remake. I mean, it's it was kind of like, um, I don't know if you remember Gus Van Sant's Psycho. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. he, that's exactly what he did. It was the same script. It was the same shooting script, everything. Um, and that, I said on Twitter, it, I felt kind of like I was watching a dream that I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, Because I remember just enough of the story that it wasn't too surprising, but I had forgotten enough of it that it mm. was like... Everything was playing out the same way. And I was like, did I? Is this exactly the same? Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. See, it sounds like, like I said, like you sort of did it completely the opposite of me. Cause like I said, I've, I had never watched it until we, um, decided to watch it for this. And I watched the two pilots back to back. I watched the two first episodes just back to back the UK oh, okay. and then the US. So I, That'll be interesting. I think that'll be interesting to compare because I ended up picking up a lot of like little details, okay. uh, things that were different. Uh, I do want to go back to, because it's interesting what we both kind of mentioned that, you know, we we mentioned that we're just exhausted with the victim just being a, a catalyst or a prop for a male detective journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting that we both mention that, even though, one of the main detectives is a woman on this show. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's interesting. And I'd, I'd like to examine a little more because one of the things I noticed was, for instance, they changed the chief to a man in the U S. Um, in the UK, it's a woman and in the U S, it's a man. Mm-hmm. And somehow I felt that the American Ellie. She seemed younger somehow to me. She did she not did, seem, didn't she? yeah. I like. I think the actresses they look about the same age, but something about her just seemed a lot younger.
1: I was gonna say I think, and I've not seen Anna Gunn in much else. Uh, it's mostly been one-off guest episodes because I didn't watch Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. Um, so I was actually really—that's what yeah, I knew her from. Okay. I, she was Skyler White. Um, yeah. Who, okay. All the. All the reviews and criticism I've seen of Breaking Bad, um, it makes me want to watch just for her character. <laughs> she's yeah.
0: interesting. She's very complex. Okay. Yeah. So
1: I don't, I'm not that familiar with her, but I am more familiar with Olivia Coleman, who played Ellie in the, uh, in the original. Um, mm. And she's, it was a kind of a departure for her, because what I know her mm-hmm. from is mostly um, comedies right, and, yeah. Right, Mitchell and Webb and you know yeah. where she's this comedic foil um as well as a comedian in her own right so it was very different to see her in a drama um yeah and a very and intense drama she
0: she was and she was excellent yeah. she was very she really carries I found the her, weight of the show yeah. i think i mean i think anna gunn is quite is a good actress but olivia was fantastic yeah she was somehow a lot she seemed a lot more intense to me yeah i feel the same way ways.
1: actually that guardian review which will i'll link in the show notes um excellent mentioned that the american ellie feels more brittle um mm. and i i think i agree with that it doesn't quite get at i i i don't think that encompasses all of the difference i think mm. anna gun's doing something it's probably specific to what's going to happen to the character as they make changes mm. in this version which they have said um it's not going to be the same ending okay. um, so i don't know where it diverges exactly because as we saw the pilot it it's it's pretty yeah. much the same, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: very much.
1: So it, it'll be interesting to see if it's if it's acting style or if it's specific to what happens to the character in the story. Mm. But I did feel like she was younger. I felt, it, it felt like she was maybe more of an inexperienced detective in this version. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I got, I think in the original, Ellie also says that this is the first death that she's investigated. Um, but it, I don't know. There was just something about Olivia Colman that seemed a little more competent and capable. Than yeah. So far has, has displayed sort of that,
0: that British understatement. Right. I think it's actually what I have in my notes. She's like that very sort of, yeah, she seems, I think brittle is kind of a good word. It, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't encompass everything, but it, it feels a little more. Yeah. She feels strong. I think in different ways mm-hmm. than the British very
1: much. Um, well, and I, yeah. I wonder how much of that is our bias. You know, you hear a, a British mm. voice and you think somehow that they're That's more sophisticated true. or competent That's than true. an American I wonder. one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although, um, let me see. I, a few things off of that. Um, well, something I noticed for one thing where she, um, like after Ellie, I think after it's immediately after the reporter. T- leaks uh tweets about the murder mm-hmm. and ellie admits to um david tennant that it was probably she probably knows how it happened and she's in the british one in the garage and in the american it one in the locker room like kind of having a mini freak out mm-hmm. um that I noticed, like, one mi- one of the, like, minor details I noticed is that, like, another officer goes past her. Yeah. And she says, oh, hi. And in the British one, he says, oh, ma'am. And in the American, he calls her Ellie. He doesn't say ma'am. Right, yeah. Um, like, that was the sort of, there were just a bunch of little things that I noticed that um made it seem a little jarring. Uh Like, I hadn't noticed... Does Ellie call David Tennant Sir in the British one? Because I didn't think she did, but she does at one point in the American. She says, yes, sir, to him. Uh,
1: I don't remember. It it seems like that character of Ellie, if she did, it would have been, you know, sarcastic and kind of petulant. You know, not not a sign of respect, but a sign of disrespect. um, Which I didn't get that sense, really, from the American Ellie. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and she did seem, I don't... I think Olivia Coleman's a lot warmer, um yeah, and so I don't know it was strange because Ellie is really the backbone of this story, and Ellie is she's both you know the conduit for the audience into the story and but she's also you know the link between the police and the community. It's weird that i yeah, I did notice that that the officer called her Ellie um yeah and so i wonder if they're if they're going to be taking away some of that authority because yeah in both shows she returns from vacation with the understanding that she's going to be the new boss Um, yeah and she's immediately undercut when she returns and finds out that they've hired david tennant instead yeah um and i it felt like in the in the british version that um Olivia, or Ellie, Olivia Coleman, we'll just, I'll just call her that, because it's easier than calling them both Ellie. Um, Olivia Coleman still retained a lot of her authority with with the cops. Yeah. Um, It felt like they sort of turned to her a little bit before they would turn to David Tennant. Yeah. In the American version, I didn't really feel that so much. Um, Yeah,
0: it was more, it's, they were, they seemed to be setting up a slightly different dynamic of, like, he's her boss, rather than he's their everybody's boss rather than she and then he are the bosses right. um was much more the dynamic i got out of the uk one right let me see um so
1: that and that was really for me the beyond just finally getting a murder mystery that was about um the aftermath more than the investigation um the other thing that really drew me to the to the UK version is that relationship that develops between Olivia Colman and David Tennant. Uh mm. You know, they become something approaching yeah. friends and and by the end, I think they really are friends awkwardly yeah. as either of them can make it. But yeah, um, yeah. So I wonder if that's going to be the same thing that happens in the American version. Yeah. That really was a big draw for me was how that personal relationship developed. I'm a sucker for partner yeah. stories. Totally. Word. Also,
0: a minor complaint. America, the American version, that was way too cold for field day. It was way too cold for those kids to be having field day. I don't know. Apparently, it's the Pacific Northwest. Maybe the end of the school year is a lot colder there but those were like winter coats i'm like really really you're not even in light jackets in this i understand that you have to film when you have to film but you couldn't have gone to someplace warmer just for the field day scenes because i don't know about you but we always had field day at the end of the school year Mm -hmm. so that did not look like the end of the school year to me just a just a minor complaint there (laughs)
1: um i the the beach in the the uk version is much more picturesque too (laughs) Mm -hmm. i wanted to go to that beach this beach not so much not so much
0: that was a that was a park beach that wasn't a beach beach right well how do you
1: feel about the casting in the american version
0: well okay that's an interesting thing that brings up another thing for me another note i had made which is that, given that I think the UK is statistically, in many ways, less racially diverse than the US, it's weird that the US version has fewer characters of color, mm-hmm. has more white characters than in the uh, the UK. Like, in the, the US, in the UK one, like, Danny's Teacher... Two of the different, uh, investigators, the, um, the boyfriend, the daughter's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and the, the, uh, kid at the big city newsroom who brings, uh, the reporter coffee and the tip are all non white. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., they've made several of those characters white and except for they they have made um that reporter renee uh is black mm-hmm. although again like very very light-skinned black i would note right um she's almost white passing black i think um so i was i was like huh casting wise that was that was an interesting
1: choice well there is um and I think we I probably should have put a spoiler warning in our introduction um because <laughs> uh, I am going to talk about uh something here is um all right because they talked about how they're going to change the uh the ending that it's it's probably they haven't said for sure but it's probably not going to be the same killer um mm-hmm. I when I saw the casting I got really excited that uh Michael Peña is playing um Danny's dad yeah. Because uh, first of all, I That's just, true. I I love him. <laughs> Everything that he's in, I will yeah. watch it. I think he's great. Um, but it kind of, it made me a little nervous because this is airing on Fox and they've made, mm-hmm. uh, they've made this family um, sort of a mixed family and there's this mm-hmm. Latino father. And so my first thought was, are they going to make Danny's dad the killer instead of the original killer in the UK version?
0: That was something actually now that you mentioned it that i had noticed because actually in the uk version i suspected him mm-hmm. initially i was like because he seemed so kind of not even in shock yeah calm he just seemed very calm in general um but that which is an interesting way to go uh given that that was you know that famous case in Australia that was the big reason everybody decided she was the mother was guilty was because she didn't seem upset enough um which is so it's interesting that that was my assumption and then after that scene with the body where he goes to see his son's body that was when I was like, oh, okay, I don't think it was him. He is, okay, that's sort of my assumptions. Oh, sort of jabbing me with my own assumptions there. Whereas in this one, I noticed in the U.S., like that scene, first of all, was much more overwrought, um, but also it was much more the father's was much more, oh, we're going to find who did this. I promise. Mm-hmm. It was nothing at all of the like personal, little personal moments that he was remembering in the British version. In right. The British one, you know, he calls him his little, little nickname and is generally just kind of talking to him like a father to a son. Right. And in the the American one, it's all, oh, justice and revenge and Batman right.
1: vengeance. Yeah, I did. And, I noticed yeah. that, too. It was not... It, it, in the UK version, it felt like a moment between a man and his son, um, mm-hmm. and the son just happens to be dead and unable to respond. And in the US version, it was very much a man talking to his son's dead body. Um, yeah. So I did, I, I did note that when I was watching it. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of you know i'm probably going into this with a little bit of confirmation bias i'm going to see what i what's going to support my <laughs> hypothesis that that they have changed it in that specific way which i hope is not the case because i think there's something i think there are a lot of there are a lot of ways that they could take this um mm. and i think they've even yeah. added a character um a hiker mm. uh who will turn up in later episodes um i All was right. the The one big casting thing, and I did notice note the same thing as you that there's it seems there's a lot less um, racial racial diversity um, in this this version. Aside from the change that they've made to the family, Um, but the big the big casting thing that I wanted to talk about is I think this is the first time we've ever seen Nick Nolte in yeah. a supporting role in a television show um yeah i'd have to double check imdb to confirm but i do not think that i've ever seen him in this kind of a role on tv and uh it's he's he's jack he's the uh the weird old dude who does the yeah. nature stuff with the kids which yeah um, was david ramsey and in- yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was
0: funny because between him and uh Ellie, um, Olivia Coleman. I'm like, oh, it's a hot fuzz reunion in here. Oh, this is great. Also, whenever I hear those, like, Western British accents and talking about murder, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just having hot fuzz flashbacks. (laughs) This is, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble. I know this is really serious, but I keep thinking of hot fuzz.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah. um, That is funny that you said that because it does kind of feel like, that character from Hot Fuzz sort of gruesome maturity. Yeah. <laughs> moved to the yeah. coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I felt the same way. So it it felt like um there weren't as many surprises in the cast, but Nick Nolte definitely was. And so I saw somebody yeah. on uh, Twitter and I'll have to find it and link to it. Somebody on Twitter posted Nick Nolte's infamous <laughs> mugshot um nice and said you know if if he's jack i really hope that they pull this into the story as part of (laughs) as part of his backstory because you know there's a lot of things you can do that i think it it turns out it looks like nick nolte was also in luck that horse racing movie horse racing series was on hbo but i didn't see that so all right yeah um i and that did make me wonder because you know how it is when you watch a procedural. It's always the most mm-hmm. famous guest star. The most famous star.
0: person always did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on
1: direct TV, you always know who the villain is because they're in the second place in the description. And yeah, on a procedural, the most famous guest star is always the murderer. It's Yeah, it it's fail. funny
0: because my mom recently discovered that, well, they took it off and she's very upset about this, uh, but that for a while, Law and Order mm-hmm. was on uh, Netflix So my mom was just going through all of law and order pretty much from the beginning. And that is a good rule, except that with the really early episodes, that's not necessarily applicable because they're really famous now in some cases, but not so much then. You're like, oh, oh, this is this rule has come back around Mm -hmm. to not being useful in early law and order cases. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, is. Oh, that was a bad move, Netflix, taking off Law and Order. I know! Contracts we're we're very those. upset about that. Yeah. So, um, I'm definitely, I'm in for the season on Grace Point, I think, unless All they right. make, if there are substantial things happening in the second and third episodes that turn me off of it, like happened with the bridge um, and mm-hmm. the killing, I kind of dropped out early. Um, I'll probably be dropping it but for now i'm in for the season how about you are you gonna right. stick with it
0: i will probably yeah i will probably probably not as it airs but i will i may actually was interesting so i may continue doing the back-to-back episodes yeah that's really although that's gonna get to it. tricky if the long with the longer episodes so maybe i will i don't know maybe i'll double up on the the last two of the uk and the last four of the american or something mm-hmm. um yeah i'll have to figure out a system for that but uh i will probably just to compare i will continue at least for a few episodes i'll probably watch the rest of the uk certainly um and probably the rest of the us although the longer it goes the the more the less reliable i become mm-hmm. <laughs> as a viewer um <laughs> yeah i did let me see i thought i had other notes here because i was interested uh well something i noticed i have not seen and although again i don't watch many murder shows but like and it's it was interesting because bringing up hot fuzz again one thing my mom loved about it was um she was like, yeah, that's more what it's like when you're investigating a crime scene. You've got that scene in the open, in the beginning where they're all in the apartment. You know, he goes to say goodbye to his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and they're all in the full forensic suits. Like you can see their eyes and that's pretty much it. Um And you know, ne- because you never see that on TV shows. Right. It's always, oh, maybe they'll put on some gloves and that's pretty much it. Um, But I was interested because even in the American one, they had that. They had the full forensic suits mm-hmm. on and they had the tent set up around the, bo- the like, place where the body was found. And I
1: was like, huh, that's, that kind of stuck
0: out at me. It was interesting. Yeah,
1: um, I was, I found it really interesting that they, forensics was in the house for so long. Because that's something else yeah. that you don't see. It's very much in that law and order vein where they they drop in a detective drops a quip and they're gone um and then you yeah. don't see that that machinery in the background happening again um uh, until they visit the morgue and the emmy drops a quip on them <laughs> um yeah. so it was interesting to see that they still had that happening behind the scenes it wasn't just beat 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 and then they're out um yeah so i'd i'll be it interested seemed, to see that cuz UK version it anyway. seemed like that was more in, in the, the
0: US it seemed more, it seemed a little more like beat, 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 and they're out mm-hmm. of the house. There was a lot less of the, like, lingering, um well, like you said, it, it was very much about the victim, much more than the cops. And, you know, there were, you know, these shots of the, the room with the police tape over it and it just and there was more conversation between the parents and the investigators who were in there in the US it was just like oh by the way we're taking his computer oh okay and in the US in the UK they were a little more like what do you mean his whole life is on there please you like it was there was a little more in the way of them reacting to the examination and being in shock um it was yeah, so in some ways I feel like there was a lot more focus on the investigators and on the cops. Mm-hmm. Um there was less on the reporters I felt like as well in yeah. the US. Like in in the UK like it starts that first intro we get to that that male reporter is that he is him getting rejected from from the daily mail actually right. I'm like really dude aim high there <laughs> <laughs> aim high bro but although that i suppose also gives away that he's kind of sleazy and tabloidy and willing to do whatever it takes um and there's it's interesting um cuz in the us i feel like it's much more we got lot a lot less of that with him And in some ways more of it with Renee with the female reporter because something I noticed was that in the UK version she's like she has to negotiate with her boss and plead and please can I go out there and investigate this case even though you don't think it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And he but he does ultimately give her permission in the US he's saying oh no don't and then that's it and she goes out anyway i'm like ooh, she's a loose cannon (laughs) do you get it people i'm like oh wow yeah oh boy like that paired with when she like takes the the stuffed monkey i'm like okay now I feel like the U.S. is just kind of laying it on way too thick and making her the sleazy big city reporter. Right. And ignoring the fact that the male reporter kind of wants to be the sleazy big city reporter.
1: Yeah, I that is interesting because that, that changes the dynamic between them um, because it, he really was a lot more, um, I think, they sort of give a sense of it in the U.S. version that this reporter is familiar with David Tennant from the previous case, which they didn't mm. get into at all in the first episode here. Yeah. Um, so th- I think she it's almost as if she has she doesn't just recognize that there's a big story here, but she also has sort of a personal um, desire to see this through again, um, to see what yeah. this guy is doing, um, because he really did destroy the case the last time it and it destroyed mm. him uh, professionally and personally, um, so I think she sees a lot of reasons to go in both versions. But we don't see that in the U.S. version. All we yeah. see is um, she's just going to go, and then she is far more ruthless than um, the the local reporter who. I did not get the sense that he was willing to be cowed in the UK version, that he was going to abide by what the editor said, um, that everything was going to go through her from that point forward. I really felt like there was a sense that he was, that was just lip service. He wasn't going to abide by that at all. Um, Yeah. And then this US version, and I don't know if it's down to performance or if it's down to the writing, but uh, he really did seem to be chastised. I mean, you don't really get the sense um that he's maliciously still plotting to become important to the, yeah. the reporting of this story even though we see that he you know hides the knowledge that this big city reporter is in town from his editor um and maybe that's just because i like kevin Ziegler so much <laughs> i've <laughs> watched him since he was a little kid on the x files um oh man oh which x files was he on oh i could is not he on tell X-Files? you now um Oh, but no. every time he comes up, I'm like, yeah. "Oh, Kevin Zegers! He was on the
0: X Files." <laughs> Let's see, pulling it up on my phone. And he was
1: in one of my favorite um, magical gender swap movies of all time. Oh, um, I think he had stigmata maybe on the X Files, but I don't remember which episode oh, it was. Oh, that one where he, the miracle oh, kid. Yeah,
0: I love that one.
1: They're all good. Yeah, though. they are. X Files. Look at all X Files. Oh gosh, no, I can't. I can't even think of the name of the movie, and I loved it so much. Um, he he was also in Transamerica. He was the son.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, Kevin. All right. It's Let's a boy girl
1: thing. That was the one. It was a body swap, magical body. Oh, swap. nice. Excellent. Good stuff. Fun, cute little movie. Um. So yeah, I like I like that kid a lot, and I. You know we'll see if it's down to the writing or if it's choices <laughs> that he was making uh, or was being directed into doing so let's talk about uh since we just spent a quite a bit of time there on grace point and broad church um let's talk about are there other church. sort of pop culture adaptations in general
0: yeah you know and the thing is adaptations i'm not opposed to them in principle is the thing because i think you know, you can get very different, interesting takes on things. Um, you know, one person telling a story can tell it in a completely different way from somebody else telling us the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, something with the same basic events, the same sequence of events can be a completely different story from one person than it can from another. So I, I think. I don't know, maybe it's that's partly that I have, you know, that we both have that, like, fan fiction background of, like, well, absolutely, different people can do really interesting things with each other's characters. But this, ones like this, where it's just sort of a shot-for-shot remake, except that in some ways it seems more, like, sexist and um is just i don't get it i'm like okay but why i just it and i know in theory in principle i guess they decided it would make them more money to do a remake than just to put the show on dvd or or just to show it right i think but like they can't resell it it cost them a lot too yeah to make too i don't know i just like where i just don't get it i'm like really was was that necessary yeah really i
1: I don't understand my hope in adaptations is that the new the new people that are coming in are going to they want to do it because they want to add something to it um, yeah, you know they want to put a different perspective. They want to, they saw flaws in the original that they'd like the chance to change. Um, and again, that comes, I think from the fandom experience seeing it that way. Uh, I think it's also uh, straight up money licensing. Yeah. Fox can't make the same amount of money by repackaging a UK production that they can by creating their own, which then they can sell internationally. So, yeah. that's, um, but I, I, you know, if, if they aren't going to make something uniquely American out of this, um, you know class race um politics mm. uh you know historical significance if there if there isn't something uniquely american to this adaptation i i will kind of wonder what was the point um yeah. of doing it um that
0: was actually something i noticed and i don't know i'll have to rewatch um i guess the opening of the the british one but i noticed like in the american one they're really pushing the small town mm-hmm. thing. And they actually like have all these banners of Grace Point, America's last hometown. Like right. I noticed that I was like, huh? I, and I, it seems almost like the main thing they're pushing is big city people versus small town people. Um, because that was very much, you know, and I, I don't think it was a coincidence in some ways that they made the big city reporter, the more, sleazy one right um and tone down the sleaze by the small town reporter um and i just i hope it's not that what they're bringing to it isn't really obvious big city versus small town people because i feel like that hasn't been a relevant a relevant tension in a lot of ways in a long time Mm -hmm. in america um i feel like small the small town experience that they're trying to to create in this town in the u.s is really not one that exists for a lot of people in america
1: yeah i wonder Um, i do wonder about that if someone on the production team is actually from a small town um you know if there's some sort of a personal experience there or if it's just that we see it all the time, that idea of flyover America, which does not mm. match up to what actual flyover America is like. Yeah.
0: I mean, because, you know, okay, you've got, sure, you've got small towns, but it's generally not like, it's not like that. I mean, <laughs> I'm from, you know, the suburbs. I'm not from a big city. I'm, you know, from middle class, lower middle class suburbs, but I'm also, but. You know, and you're from, you're from the Midwest mm-hmm. and I, does that really, maybe it's my East Coast elitism, <laughs> but does that really
1: match up to your experience as a Midwesterner? Well, I'm in a suburb of a medium-sized city, uh, but my yeah. dad is from a small rural town in in Northern Ohio. And I will say that there, one thing that struck me as um, really true to life is the walk that um, Danny Danny's dad takes through town in the morning uh, mm. where he greets everyone along his way. Um, yeah. I, if I get in the truck with my uncle when we go to visit family <laughs> and we're driving across town and his windows are down, it is that it's stopping at every corner and saying hello to someone and um, asking how their family is. And, you know, <laughs> um, so that that was nice to see, because that did really feel kind of true to life. But I don't know if the rest of it does, you know, Um mm. There's a sense that you get in a lot of entertainment that living in a smaller community is, you know, the pastoral is uh, more principled, that there's a greater morality there Yeah, um, that the problems of the big city. And even like the motivations of the big city don't apply in the same way in a small town. And I I don't think that's true. I think you're going to find you're going to find greed, you're going to find jealousy, you're going to find violence, yeah. um, maybe not in the same quantities, but you are going to find that in every community. And to pretend that um, when you expose this gritty underbelly that there's something fundamentally different about this small town, I think is not really the case. I think Yeah. you peel enough of it back, you're going to find that in just about every community, everywhere in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I, will, yeah. I am interested to see how they're going to play that up because it did really... I I think in the UK version it you know not being well versed in the particular particular ways that um the pastoral and provincial are juxtaposed with the urban um it it felt more like the idea of um that was more just that it was a seaside it was an escape it was uh just a little bit slower um Yeah so it I, felt yeah. yeah it felt
0: somehow a little less condescending to me um than a lot of american stuff gets about small towns mm-hmm. it was like well it's a small town but you know there's still people i don't know maybe that's just my american sort of my being more familiar with uh america but it seemed a little more I don't know. It always feels a little condescending to me when they do that mm-hmm. in American stuff of like, cause like you said, there's greed. There are terrible things that happen. There are, you know, sometimes, and sometimes the size of the community can lend itself to different kinds of terrible things or terrible things happening and being overlooked in ways that they're not in a, in big cities or vice versa. But, you know, that people react to things differently, but they're still there, right. you know, people are still people. And it always, um that's, I guess that's part of my concern is also that it's, it not only feels a little condescending to assume that, oh, these are nice, wholesome people because the big city folk haven't brought their worldly ways and evils. <laughs> it feels sort of like, oh, you poor, it, it's it's almost a noble savage thing. Um it's not quite but it's almost like oh we worldly city folk haven't brought our our many myriad evil ways to them yet um and it but that's also i feel like it's sort of been done mm-hmm. before that like the small town hides the dark secret
1: right. is my other concern
0: cuz i'm like that's been done so
1: many times if that's what you're going If and for. If, if that's what you're looking for go get twin peaks And we watch probably the greatest version of that on television, Um, which again is it's what twenty years old at this point. So like
0: (laughs) it's been done, guys. If what you're going for is oh, terrible things happen in small towns too, I'm like, well, people know that. I think,
1: (laughs) yeah, we (laughs) read the news that we we hear the stories that come out of small towns. We know. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it it does kind of feel like a retread there. So um, I got sorry I got sidetracked. That's okay. you are talking about remakes and adaptations in general. That's okay, but it ties Um, back into if you're going to if you're going to adapt something, you know, ideally you're taking a step forward with it rather than taking a Mm -hmm. step back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I actually, I I did remember what I wanted to recommend. Um, Oh, good. uh, Armando Iannucci. Uh, He is the writer of The Thick of It, which is a British television series, which um, inside the British, uh, a couple, inside the ministry, inside the ruling party, and you see sort of the the machinations, is the most cynical version of the West Wing, I think is a good way to describe it. Um, And it actually has been adapted twice by Iannucci himself. It was, um, he adapted it into a movie version called In the Loop. That um, yes. brought them out of that that insular ministry environment and into direct contact with Americans, and the story revolves around um, sort of the the build-up to war in Iraq and weapons mm-hmm. of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. And what it reveals is not that there's this giant conspiracy, but that it's this comedy of errors that yeah. sort of we fall into war because um, everyone is so incompetent and yeah. they spend more time jockeying for position than they do actually understanding the complexities of the situation. Um, and then it was adapted again by Ian Chief for HBO yes. as Veep. Um, which, yes, we before, which we both talked about before, which we both really love. I
0: have to catch up on Veep. I'm really behind on it. I think I, I, love I think I'm caught up, but I love it. it. So. The
1: characters are terrible. Um, I said about House of Cards, which is another really great adaptation. Um, mm. of the British original, um, is excellent, and then the Netflix version is also really, really good. Um, but it's I said about House of Cards that. It's a show about terrible garbage people doing terrible garbage things, and it really yes. applies to Veep as well. Uh, yes. And Veep is the comedy version, and House of Cards is more of the melodrama. Uh, yeah. But I would recommend all five of those things, The Thick of It, uh, In the Loop, which I believe is still streaming on Netflix, Veep, which is on HBO and HBO Go, uh, House of Cards, the original British version was streaming on Netflix, I believe it still is, and of course the House of Cards, the Netflix version, that's where you'll find that too.
0: This, yeah, my recommendations, I don't have many, which is weird because, like I said, I, I am not one of these people who has a knee-jerk, no reaction to remakes. I can tell you some remakes I fear. Um, first of all, because these two have been haunting me for a long time, which is Tim Burton doing the Addams family and, um, why am I blanking on the guy's name and Julian Fellows doing Gone with the wind. Those are my fears. Our oh, Tim wow. Burton's Adam's family and Julian Fellows is Gone with the Wind. Although, <laughs> what's her face? um Mary would make a fantastic Scarlet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm torn on that because uh, Michelle Dockery would be a fantastic Scarlet. But can you imagine? Oh my gosh, I, it would be You horrifying. have struck
1: fear into my heart that now You're that welcome. you've voiced those things, they're going to become reality. Um, you can lie awake at night fearing them the way I do. Oh, uh, my friend Sam would be completely out of control if Michelle Dockery became Scarlet O'Hara, I think. Um <laughs> and so that would be fun to watch her sort of spiraling down with that. Yeah. Um, but it oh wow, yeah. I can and yeah. I can see there are strengths to both, but yeah, no. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um,
0: one of my recommendations, and I'm I've I'm still working my way through it very slowly because I have to be in a certain mood for it. Is um, it's on Netflix. It's the it's a French TV show called the The Return. It translates as The Return. Um, I believe the French would be something like uh, Les Revenants. Um, I'm not gonna swear to that. I please don't tell me how terrible my French is. (laughs) I'm well aware. It's the one romance language I can't make any sense of. Um, But it translates to The Returned, and it's sort of a murder show. It's sort of a zombie show. Um, Basically, just one day a bunch of dead people are not dead anymore. Um, Like, one of the main families it follows is uh this family who lost one of their daughters in a school bus accident mm-hmm. um, there were two and she had a twin sister and her twin sister stayed home sick on the field trip and the bus went off the road and crashed and multiple children like possibly everyone was killed and one day this girl walks home and walks in the door it's been you know 10 years eight 10 years um and she just walks in and says oh i'm so sorry it's so weird i just woke up all of a sudden near the cliffs i don't know what happened i think i'm sick or something and her parents are just staring and just freaking out um just all of a sudden everybody not everybody but many people who were dead are not anymore um and it's very it's got this wonderful moodiness it's it's very very french i suppose Mm -hmm. um but it's lots of you know gazing off into the distance and moody music very very interesting soundtrack that they're apparently doing a remake of two remakes of in fact um two american adaptations i believe i i don't even know how that's going to work but um i have not seen either of those but i i really enjoyed the original so i i can recommend that um i also am one of the few people sometimes it seems uh if you if you agree please write in and we can enjoy it together who enjoyed the 2005 pride and prejudice yes <laughs> um I really like that. Are there and people who don't? Apparently. <laughs> people are very torn on it. Um, and one of the things people, this is one of my favorite rants. I'm sure you've heard me on this before, but one of the things people dislike is the way that the Bennett's are portrayed. And that's kind of a litmus test for me of like whether I want to know a person very much. Um, how closely do I want to get to know somebody is what's their opinion on mrs bennett because i get incredibly defensive mm-hmm. of mrs bennett um and like i've seen people who are like oh it's so awful because the bennett's seem to like each other and they you know mr bennett seems to really like his wife deep down even though he makes fun of her sometimes mm-hmm. i'm like the thing is if you don't walk away from Pride and Prejudice thinking that the point is that Mr. Bennett is at least as much to blame for the way things get messed up as his wife, you're doing it wrong because that's very much Jane Austen's point is that his, he's a terrible parent in his own way, just as she is. And that she is not really all that bad a parent. Um, this is a common rant of mine, but I'm going to have to diverge. Like, the thing about Mrs. Bennett is that she did not age well, I think, um, both in text and in the culture. That what made her ridiculous at the time the book was written is not what makes her ridiculous now. So... I think the, the movie did a good job of letting them both be ridiculous and embarrassing mm-hmm. and showing that both of them were embarrassing. Um, and I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is just stunning. And it's just a beautiful movie. I am like a sucker for beautifully done movies and TV shows. If if it's pretty to look at, I will be there with belts <laughs> on generally. Yeah,
1: all that the gold-drenched landscapes and it really is beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's... So yeah, The Returned and the 2005 Pride and Prejudice are just eternal favorites of mine. Excellent. Adaptation and remake-wise. Um I think that's... Yeah, I think that's it for me. All right. You can find me on Twitter at JulesHasTweets. J-U-L-E-S-H-A-S-T-W-E-E-T-S.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at O.C.Farrer. And you can follow... Uh, Bossy Britches on realbossybritches.com. We're on iTunes where you can subscribe, rate, and review. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. Yeah! Yay! Very good.